Hello, Mr. Low, and to the fifth episode by now. Yeah, we are at episode five of season one. We are very happy to have you here. How are you, man? Hello. Thank you so much for having me on the podcast. I'm very excited to start. I'm happy to be here. Uh, Doing we... well, thank you. Yeah. How, <laughs> How is... are you, by the way? Uh, I'm good. Um, managing the Ramadan schedule with my semester schedule. Okay. It's an easy and like a not so easy job because like it's good that I have all my classes like afternoon. But still, like for some days, we still have like four and four, four and a half hours of classes. So that's okay. yeah, that's oh, it, difficult. It's, it's really easy for me. Yeah. Because my work hours have reduced. Yeah. By three or four hours. That's great. So it's just yeah. <laughs> I I wish they would done the same for students. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. <laughs> May- probably not possible. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe like in the future, hopefully. Maybe. Yeah. So how are you? How is everything? It's all right. Um, it's getting hot very quickly. Yeah, but quicker at than night I thought. It's still a bit coldish. Really? Yeah, I mean, Last night was a bit, bit chilly. Yeah. But during the day, it's pretty hot. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. It's yeah, it's just the, the transition happened so fast. Yeah. I didn't even expect it. Yeah, I mean, one of my friends was saying like because of Ramadan, so it's like it has to be hot. Yeah, it has to be hot. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yes. So let's start with how do you get here? So, oh. childhood, education, right. high school, and uni. Oh, you want me to talk about everything? Not everything, like the highlights, maybe. Highlights. Yeah. All right. So, I'm from Slemani, originally. Yeah. I was born and raised here. Yeah. I lived all my life uh, in Slemani. I went to all-boys school mm-hmm. for um, high school and then Basically, here there are two different schools yeah. for like high school and then three levels after. I don't know yeah. what they call it. Yeah, yeah like the, prim- <laughs> for the uh, preparatory. Like yeah, like exactly. But for the whole six years, six levels, I was in all boys school. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I graduated high school in 2012. Okay. I joined AUIS 2013. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was, I think, the fall of 2013. I studied one level of APP. Okay. Only level three. Back then it was one, two, three, four. Yeah, I know. It wasn't foundation. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. Yeah. yeah. So I was accepted in two thousand uh, in level uh, three, and then I redid the test after a month or so. So you didn't need four. N- I d- I passed four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I went immediately to UG, and then I started on in February eighth of two thousand thirteen, basically. Okay. So I graduated from business administration in 2018. Mm -hmm. I worked for about a year and a half after graduation and then came back to AUIS. Mm -hmm. So you can say I'm close to about nine to 10 years spending at AUIS. Mm. Um, I I was working while studying since 2016. Um, I spend most of my years working. I don't really regret it, but at some point I wish I was more involved in what was happening at AYS mm. and then work didn't really let me do that. Uh, for example, things like this I think are far more valuable now that I look back. Far more valuable um, than only working because basically you will you will find jobs. You don't need to worry. So what's the point of starting so early? Mm. But these these types of activities that are happening happening around AUIS is just for me when I look back in hindsight is more valuable than what I did. That what I did has its value as well. But I wish I had been more involved in this. Okay, so let's take this by like let's divide this. So first of all like APP you took level three. Yes. How was it? APP, since I didn't really m- spend much time, mm. the whole of APP and also... It was 13 weeks, right? Uh, I honestly don't don't remember. Yeah, because I only did like one when month. I took it in 2019, they say they changed it for the first time from 13 to 10 weeks. And they have like increased the yeah. uh, studying the, uh, hours and everything. Yeah, It was something like that. Yeah. Um, but... I only spent one month there, 
and for the whole month of APP, and then also afterwards for the um, first semester, um, you know how it is. You yeah. come to orientation, they give you five classes. It's a schedule. You cannot change it. You have yeah. no idea what it is. You don't you yeah, have no idea about the teachers. Yeah. Um, to be honest, I have no idea what happened because I was coming from a public school, all-boys school, mm. and I was into this new environment that I Which had no idea about. Yeah. It was very different for me. Yeah. And then I, I had James Hart for my Civ 101. Yeah. James Hart was one of, or remains, probably the hardest, or one of the hardest teachers to ever yeah. teach at AYS. Yeah. I had him for the first uh, semester. I had a D. He, for the final, he told me that unless I get 86 out of 100, I won't pass. Mm. I passed. <laughs> but it was... <laughs> Good job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was a lot of stress. Because yeah. basically I had no idea how to deal with the environment. Yeah. But afterwards, I got to know really good people. Friends that I'm still friends with. Uh, for example, uh, Ahmed Aram from APP. Yeah, I yeah. knew him probably in the second year. Several other of my friends who have gone to work now outside of IUIS. I'm still friends with them. I got to know to these people, and that made it a lot easier. Yeah, for me, like when when I look back, I I think we share like this uh, experience about like how it was very cha challenging to adapt to the change because like I also come from Basra, which is like uh, the system there is very different than here in the in the north. So when I came here, like uh, as you said, like uh, all boys schooling for like I think my entire life, and like. Uh, it was like a shock and trying to know how to navigate like doing it through the system and yeah i also remember like the first semester is also like kind of tough for students because like they are also seeing like these five five courses and they can't change anything about it but the thing is like with us we only like took three weeks of the first semester and then COVID. yeah it. yeah so like the first semester stress and we have COVID now, it was like, it was a very, I understand. A I very nice time to learn. I understand. And, uh, yeah. Even for me, like when I studied my whole academic life on campus, the mm. first semester was yeah, very, it was very difficult. Challenging, yeah. I can't even imagine how it is to ha come here for three weeks and then go back home and then have no idea what is going to happen. And like our case was like better than other students because like we took APP, like we took level three and like we moved to UG. But like for other students, these are like only the only three weeks that they have spent in college. So they don't know the system. They don't know Sonus. They don't know Moodle. And they had to do it all at home. There is no campus and no one to guide you through this. But like the good thing, like not talking about all the bad side, like the good thing, like the university like adapted the online thing very quickly, which helped us. Yeah, you know, even though it wasn't like the best experience, but we still like haven't delayed like our academic like progress and everything. We still had the semesters yeah. in place. We still had classes online, and the adaptation, even though it was like very challenging in the beginning, uh, it was like pretty fast which yeah. is something that other universities like took much much longer to adapt to yeah a lot of them didn't even do anything until i think a um, few months after yeah, yeah late spring mm. um we came back immediately as employees we went back to work not on campus from home uh, immediately after the no rose break because if you remember it was i think i remember like w our first like online lecture i talked about this like previously it was like a Facebook Live with Miss Halek. It was <laughs> yeah. English, it was Facebook Live. And like we got back during the weekend, they sent the email around Tuesday, Thursday, something like this. Yeah. We pack our stuff, we had to fly back home. And we started like next Tuesday or something like this. Like, yeah. uh, not all uh, instructors like started this quickly, but most of them did. Like, yeah. It's important to use whatever means necessary to keep students engaged. Yeah. So if we had left you in the dark for a couple of months, um, no emails, mm. no idea about what is going to happen, then even no matter how hard we would have tried afterwards, yeah. it would have been 10 times more difficult 
to get you back on track. Yeah. But then we had this break that we were going to have anyways because it was no rules. No rules, yeah. It's like 10 days break. Yeah, yeah I know. Yeah. We go through this break, um, and it's a normal break, yeah. right? And right afterwards, you're engaged uh, through emails, through your teachers, and all these different channels that keep you engaged. So I think that's important. But going back to adaptation mm. from high school to, to university, I think that's... It's a very, very important wake-up call for anyone, for any teen coming from high school to, to university. Because I think you w we will not have that autonomy in high school that you, you will have in, in university. Mm. A lot of people, when first they experience it, they say it's very difficult. They will, go, they will make you go through all of these different process, processes to do different things. But that is how life is for an adult mm. and college really prepares you for that i, I think AUIS. i have obviously i haven't been to other universities and i have to be without my even knowledge i have to be biased i don't know yeah it, it has to be biased talk right yeah but i think i truly do believe that AUIS prepares you for that the best because they make you go through certain process processes. You're a club leader. Yeah. You have you you probably know better yeah. than anyone. <laughs> Clubs are solely designed at AUS for students to be able to manage things, to organize things, to manage their times, to uh, manage people, to be leaders. You know what I mean? Yeah. But when they tell you, for example, you have a request at any of the departments of AUIS, yeah. when they tell you go to that department and they don't help out the other departments, I think that's the first step for you to step into adulthood life. Because that's how any process happens around the world. Mm. Um, so I think that's it's a good transition for anyone to go through. Because yeah. um, it prepares you for life. Yeah, and the thing is, like, it's really good for, like, how the system is designed for, like, students who haven't figured, like, what they want to study as well. Like, we talked about, like, the leadership stuff, like, that's good, but, like, not all students want to do that. Like, some of them just want to study and, like, have a bit of fun. But the thing is, like, even for those students who haven't figured what they want to study, like, the first year is all, like, general stuff, so you can take whatever you want. I think that's pretty good for, like, everyone. Mm -hmm. Like, even those who, like, know what they want to study, it's good to, like, experience and experiment with other classes to see, like, where are your areas of interest, maybe you can minor in other stuff, and that's also, like, another, like, huge advantage that I don't think, like, I've seen in other universities where, like, I know yeah. people there about, like, the minor stuff. Because, like, I'm also taking a minor, I'm majoring software and minoring business, so that's also, like, pretty good to have Extra yeah, knowledge. the liberty to choose mm. any course during any semester, thats that it's very liberating. And it also teaches you how to manage your time. For example, there were semesters. For example, every year in fall, I used to do better than summer. It was just, it was something is that I had to do. because the, the weather is better? Probably <laughs> weather or probably fatigue as well because I had spent like three or four months in fall. Yeah, I think and then I didn't Mr. Have the Mr. Jeffrey talked about this on the Hello Kai podcast. He talked about oh. like how, how students are more like academically successing in the fall, fall? because yeah. they have the, spring, uh, the summer break. There are the numbers you can look up with the registration. I don't know if they give it yeah. publicly, but there are numbers. I'm sure students do better during fall than spring mm. uh, there there are many um different factors but for example i was saying that during fall for example i had the liberty to choose for example i wanted to go home early every day so i chose my classes from nine to one all right and then by one i was already home yeah i had the liberty to do that but during summer i never wanted to wake up early i always wanted to wake up late yeah. uh, for exams for classes i didn't yeah. want to study i used to wake up early in the morning to study during the, the spring. So I scheduled all of my classes from 11 to 3, maybe. Yeah. Right? You don't really get the liberty to do that in, in different else. places, yeah. right? And then that also teaches you to do that with your work, with the things you take care of. With, For example, it opens a, a door for you. For example, this podcast, mm. you know how to schedule it. Kind of. <laughs> All right. It's not the best, but we are managing. Yeah. You, you're consistent. Yeah. You know what to do. Yeah. Or you at least consciously you're thinking about it, right? Of course. Yeah. You're saying, "All right, this doesn't work. Um, it, 
doesn't work. I have to try something else. Mm. And I think that preparation, without you knowing, comes from the first steps of studying at the UIS. Yeah. I think so. I truly yeah, believe so. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I believe so, of course. Like, you have to manage your time between, like, many stuff. And especially for, like, people who, like, not specially located, like, originally at Suli, who has yeah. to live in the dorm. Like, we have to cook, we have to clean, we yeah, have to exactly. do all of that stuff that we didn't think about, like, a few years back. So we also, like, have to take that into consideration. And that's for, like, any students who are st- studying, like, abroad or, like, in an outside city. So that's pretty important about, like, the summer. I also did that for, like, last summer when uh, I was planning to take it here because, like, the news was we are going to take summer back at campus for last year. Mm-hmm. But then, like, they said, no, summer is going to be online. So, yeah, but the good thing, I had all the classes at afternoon. So from 2 to 3, 4, and like this. Yeah. So that was pretty good because... It's pretty uh, good, yeah. yeah. Then you know you know how to live an adult life so the thing the thing is unless you have choices mm. you're really not experiencing life yeah you know what i mean yeah. the, and it's the we should most put that in quotes <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and it's also it's also there's a caveat that also it's the most difficult thing to have choices mm. if you don't have choices you're like similar to a prisoner they yeah. make you get up early eat breakfast, go back to your cell, come back for, I don't know, an activity, and then go back to your cell, it's it's probably the easiest thing to do. Because you don't really have to, to make any choices. But the minute that those decisions uh, come to you, then the responsibility comes, and then the stress, and then the difficulties. So to be taught to make choices early on, mm-hmm. I think is the most important thing, to be honest. Yeah, and... the. Like, the thing is, like, for new students, like, I think there is some area for improvement, like, how to teach new students to maybe pick classes. Like, I know, like, university does these videos and the registration can help. Uh, Maybe, like, some workshops or, like, some, like, seminars can be done about, like, how to teach new students, like, how to... Because, like, for me, it was, like I said, it was difficult, and then we had online. So I only had, like, the videos that the registration sent and I didn't know, like, how to uh, go to Sonus and add all the classes I want to do, and uh, it was pretty messed up, but, yeah, I think, like, some, like, especially new students can suffer from that, and... Definitely, yeah, COVID made things a lot difficult, Yeah. Um, but now that we're getting back to campus, orientations are getting much better better. and better, yeah, so, for example, we hadn't had an uh, an actual orientation in uh, probably a year and a half mm. but then we had it last semester and we had it this semester we made students go visit all of the departments like go to mls to engineering to business meet the faculty meet the volunteers um interact with them do ice breaks and these things only get better the problem is it feels like covid really did reset a lot of things. I like started you almost the... forget about yeah. how it was before COVID. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's that makes it really difficult because you had to start from beginning. Yeah, I started everything like the podcast and the club just because of like how low I got at COVID. I yeah. said like that's it. When we are going back, if we are going back, <laughs> I need to do like everything. I can't yeah. sit and do nothing. I have to do all that stuff. Yeah. It's a it's a common um, it's a common way for teens to think that they are lacking behind, mm. but you have a lot of years ahead of you. But I'm, I'm mentioning this because I went through the same thing. To be honest, in my early twenties, um, I felt like everyone was working, and that's why I started working in 2016. Yeah. I felt like everyone was going ahead and everyone was more successful than I was. Mm. But I forgot that I was only like 20, 22. Mm. It's not that old. I think Jeff Bezos started Amazon when he was probably 46 or something. And he's the, is he now the second richest? He used to be the the first richest, he used to be the richest man 
Then he um, got divorced. Yeah. And history. <laughs> yeah, he was still the richest man <laughs> until Elon Musk came. Yeah, that's there is there is a joke about that. Yeah. They say Jeff Bezos is so rich that he got divorced and he still remained the richest man <laughs> <laughs> on the planet. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I'm telling you, like, don't rush it. Mm-hmm. Try to enjoy it. Try to to live in the moment because when you look back, yeah. There's no point in rushing it, to be honest. Yeah, th- that's where, like, my point would come. Because, like, I also see that, like, among my friends. Like, we have one of my friends at our dorm room. He's working 24-7. He has, yeah. like, two jobs. And he's, like, yeah. killing it at the business hierarchy. But the thing <laughs> is, like, the things that I'm doing, like the club and this podcast, it's, it's true that it's time-consuming and it's a lot of work. But uh, these are, like, things that I want to do and... Uh, I enjoy real much. Like, I really missed like having real conversations at COVID. Yeah. So that's the thing. Like, I missed watching movies with a lot of people. So that's where the club comes in. Yeah. So even though that it takes time and an effort to manage and do all of these events, like managing a club and a degree is difficult. So doing it with a podcast, that's much. <laughs> it's much more like time consuming. But it's if you are enjoying it and you are having fun doing what you are doing, so. Why not? Yeah, exactly. And also, it drives you to do more. It, mm. it encourages you. The things that don't really mentally put a pressure on you, they encourage you to do more. Yeah. But for example, there were works that I did. I did it only for three months. Yeah. But it felt like an eternity because it put so much pressure on me. And I only got the financial benefit from it. Yeah. And then financial benefits. I know it's it's like it's a hippie thing to say that financial is not important. It's yeah. about the experience. I'm not really all about that because I think finances is more, is important as well. Yeah. But the thing is, if you don't have to, some people are not as yeah. fortunate and they yeah. have to do it. Yeah, I, but if yeah. you if you don't have to, financial gains don't really stay with you. Mm. It is these types of experience that really stay with you, and that's what is important because even now like i work here at ayas i've been here for 3 uh 3 years the older you get the less importance you give to your work obviously this is not for everyone but the more experienced you are the more you pay attention to the things outside of work mm. you know what i mean yeah obviously not for everyone a lot of people really take their works um seriously but for me um i do work while i'm at work and then outside of work that's it i do the things that i enjoy yeah and it's really important to constantly remember that or remind yourself of that yeah so fun question yes you were around like you said like the clubs around your days of college and you are here mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. as an administrator now how can you compare the scenes it's very difficult for me to compare because, as I mentioned, I wasn't as involved as I yeah. should have been back then. But back then, I remember that um, people were a lot more engaging than they are right now. Mm. And I think, again, that goes back to COVID. Yeah. Um, right now, it is as if students especially, as if they constantly need that social proof to see that someone else is going them to go as well um there's no for example if i see if i'm a student at eys this is how i imagine it is mm. if i see an email and i see there is an event unless i know a lot of a, a large group of people are attending that event i'm go. not gonna go you yeah. know what i mean i think there is a fear a social fear some kind of fear i don't know what it is but just students find it real difficult to participate in activities especially activities um organized by the university mm. clubs is a dif- different thing because you guys have a close community your friends um you have that word of mouth but for student services especially it's proving to be very difficult for students or for for, for the student services to engage more students in their activities you know what i mean mm. and i think i think it goes back to to covid that is one one thing that i would say is different from now from like yeah, like before stu- COVID yeah. or before I was when I was a student and now. Like you mean, students were more sociable then. More now. sociable, more engaging, uh, more willing to participate. Mm. Yeah, I think I was discussing this like with a friend a while back. 
we were talking about like how being like in constant contact with social media like affected mm-hmm. us and i think it has to come like i can see it like with even with students who are like couples of years like younger than us like who are like what 2001 some people are like yeah. you now 2003 at uni so i can see that like they have been on social media for a, a larger t- like portion of their lifespan rather than we did like mm-hmm. because like we had some time where we didn't have the internet like it wasn't very famous yet. yeah and i think it affected so many people mm-hmm. because like they are in constant contact like with this with these highly influential successful uh, beautiful people around the world and how they are showing all of this like how their life are perfect and like cars and everything and hangouts and it's affected people so much i think they are like shy of like how insignificant they are or like how Hmm. they are like new to this and they are learning like it's not for everyone but you can see like a lot of like people from our generation they are pretty like i don't know should i call it like addicted to social media yeah definitely definitely i Hmm. think i say this all the time our generations even our generation Mm. my generation i was born in the early 90s Mm. even for me because i had my first social media account in 2009 yeah for me it was all right Mm. for me i was um 15 15 yes i was 15 when i had my first social media account Mm. when i look back i think about it our generations have I, how should I say it? A, um, what do they call it? A non-consensual. Mm. You have a non-consensual relationship with social media. Yeah. We did not really have the choice. If you think about it, we didn't really have the choice to make a decision to open our social media accounts. Yeah. Think about it. You were under 18, right? When, when you had, had your first, first account, yeah. And then when you wake up, when you're like, you usually get a sense of things, your surroundings, where you are like 20, 21, right? You feel more responsible. You feel more responsible towards yourself. You take care of yourself during those years, right? After 18. So if you had your social media account or you were like attached to social media before you were 18, it is really non-consensual. You didn't have consent to mm-hmm. be exposed to this because you don't know how to make decisions when yeah. you're underage, right? Yeah. And then you even if you get over it, you are still <laughs> Yeah, and then, then you develop into this human being who does not know that you can live your life without social media. Yeah. You don't even think about it, mm-hmm. right? You you think you have to have it, but you really don't. So that's why it's non consensual. You don't have the awareness that you can live your life without social media. And I feel like during COVID, during the past two or three years, Social media has created a comfort zone for everyone. Yeah. Like, everyone would rather sit behind a screen. I know this has been said over and over again, but it's a reality. Uh, it has to be talked about. Everyone uh, prefers to sit behind a screen in their comfort zone and not be seen. Yeah. Rather than getting out there and being comfortable. Yeah. And that's a really huge issue. Like, think about this, the P, the, 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 the kids that are growing up right now. Yeah. And think about it how they will be in the future when we are worrying about people right now. Yeah, and this like will only get escalated because like now there is like this short media thing going with like yeah. reels and TikTok yeah. where you could sit for hours just yeah. like scrolling through these videos that magically are all in your interest and they are all hooking and you can just what how and like the feeling that you get like if you spend like a large portions of time doing like just scrolling through social media mm-hmm. and doing there is you have like migraines you're you feel like you are yeah. all over the place i had to work on my short attention span for about i think maybe 4 or 5 months mm. i simply could not sit through a youtube video like of 10 minutes long yeah, yeah, that's, without checking yeah. something and then, then there was this book, um, I forgot the author's name, it's called Deep Work. Mm. Basically tells you how to focus on one thing um, and em- eliminate the distractions. 
but then he talks about a lot of he talks a lot about social media as well and how it affects you um the short attention span is a huge problem that are not being looked at it's not only um it's not only like the an effect that affects you immediately like at that time mm. it it has long term effects as well like yeah. medical mental uh effects and it is affecting everyone yeah like literally i the only people who don't have access to internet in the world right now are not uh, have have a normal attention span probably yeah. you know every human being's short attention sp- the attention span has been shortened and it's really dangerous for like memory loss and long term memory and these kind of stuff yeah i mean like even like few years back like we would all like sit and watch like youtube videos for long hour like long periods of, but now no at least like some of these like had some useful information like now it's just like people hooking you up with like 15 seconds and 20 yeah. second reels and yeah. you are just all over the place you don't know what you are getting like exactly. no one can get like useful information to you're you in not 15 really, seconds you're not <laughs> really getting anything yeah to be honest yeah uh, there is this also this documentary I'm, re- I'm a huge fan of um, the social social dilemma yeah, it's perfect, um, yeah at one point there's a quote they talk about they say if whatever you are consuming is free mm, then you are the product you are the product yeah. and i take that to the heart mm. i every time i look at anything on social media i'm reminded by that and it is really true so at what cost what is the cost? We have to re- really think about it. Yeah. yeah. Because it's very, very difficult also to think about the costs because it's something that you don't feel immediately. Yeah. So you are saying that the club scene nowadays is much better than your desire? Hmm. <sighs> I have to think about that question. Okay. Um, I would say it, it's similar. Okay. It's because we, we still have the kind of people who are initiative in the community Mm. but the encouragement from the whole community is much less than it used to be Mm. people used to be more encouraged to do these things than they are right now yeah and and different aspects a lot of factors yeah yeah i mean we talked about like social media covid still some people like have some fear of socializing even afterwards and like i know also like some people who like on their first like like return to campus like they also were so outgoing and social but then they met like some very very bad people yeah so, so they said like just f it i'm going to <laughs> that's really sad like it's like we come across like some really bad people in our life but i don't know if you should like just sit back and like abandon the whole thing yeah there's this book um i talk about a lot of books and movies <laughs> yeah of course yeah yeah there's this book it's called, called uh, Talks. That's yeah, the, that yeah the subtle art of not giving an f mm. uh by mark manson yeah i read both of his book i didn't really like the second book much but the first one really taught me a lot mm. and it got me into stoicism i don't know if you guys are aware about yeah. stoicism all right, so stoicism, and you have to look it up. Yeah, yeah I, I know. can't. I can't describe it. Yeah. That's, yeah, yeah. Now for the for the listeners, mm. um, this book, the subtle art of not giving an F, and also combined with stoicism, really taught me a lot. And nowadays, how should I put this? I really don't give an F uh, about the things that don't really matter. And that takes a lot of weight off your shoulders. Yeah, it really makes life a lot easier. Yeah. I so you, sorry, but you have to prioritize and you have to choose what really matters and don't. Yeah. Don't matter. So because when you take care of everything, then you're really not taking care of anything, care of anything and yeah. then you're blaming yourself, and then you're getting into a vicious cycle. And yeah, I mean, I also like was like this until like after covid and after like the comeback because like i see it also with like these newer students that i've been in contact with like they are so obnoxious about like how to how others like would think of them and like yeah how they are afraid of saying the wrong thing and leaving good first impressions and everything yeah. i mean all of these stuff are good but like you can't control like what everyone thinks about you 
Yeah, you can. You can't also compare yourself to everyone. Um, yeah. Theodore Roosevelt has an amazing quote. He says, "Comparison is the thief of joy." Mm. You do the things you do you enjoy, like you do the things you enjoy. But the minute you start comparing yourself to others, that joy is immediately gone. I I do photography. Yeah. I, I I wanted to come to that. Yeah, 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 yeah. just start. Yeah, I don't go have on. a lot of following on Instagram, yeah. and I really don't. It doesn't really matter to me. It matters to me close to 10, 20 people really see my art and, and then they it. appreciate it and enjoy it, right? Yeah. If I start comparing myself to f- big photographers who have like, I don't know, 10 millions, yeah, 10 millions, I will definitely. never get anywhere, yeah. all right? If you start comparing yourself to other podcasters like Joe Rogan, yeah. you'll never get to that level. Yeah, I mean, we are much you be- might get to that yeah, level. M- much better. Than, yeah. <laughs> you might get to that level, <laughs> yeah, but yeah. it's... But it, not right now, right? Yeah, I mean, not at this moment. So you should compare, like, if you want to compare, which is like s- just to know, like, where you are at. You yeah. should compare with like someone's beginnings or like how they started. Exactly. Follow yeah. standards. Yeah. All right, and that's it. Don't compare yourself to other people, but because honestly, it takes away all the joy that in whatever you are trying to do. Yeah, I think Jordan Peterson said in one of his rules in the book, like about like how you should only compare yourself to who you were yesterday, not yeah, to someone exactly. else today. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And especially for things like creations, like uh, especially on the internet, like for art, and when you become a creator, for example, you put this podcast out there. Yeah. It is very important to remind yourself with that. There are days that I that I post a picture on my Instagram and it gets like ten likes less. I think about it and then immediately remind myself that I'm not doing it for that. I'm doing it because I enjoy it. Yeah. And that what keeps me doing more and more. Um, there are a lot of a lot of things that or a lot of reasons why I do it. We can talk about that later. Yeah. But I'm for sure. I know that. Likes and views is not really the measurement. The, yeah, of because this is the real experience. Is, yeah, I go to the bazaar and and I I, I take photos. Yeah, that's the experience that's that matters experience, to me, yeah. right? This conversation matters to me. Yeah, not when I give it uh, post it somewhere and then why does it really matter if millions of people see it? Or of course, it matters at, at some level. Yeah, and but it's not the most important yeah. thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, even if, like, few people come up to me and say, like, how, like, it's very short numbers by now, but, like, how they enjoyed, like, a couple of the episodes, yeah, that's really that's great. That's what matters, like, yeah. It's, it's really good to have, like, some some common voice around around the place. Yeah, yeah. I, I have a friend, um, he, he he's into these things as well. He creates, he uh, he's into photography, arts. He usually says something that really stays in my mind for a long time. Um, he says, and I remind myself a lot with this statement as well. He says, we put something out there and then 50 people see it. Mm. Imagine that 50 people right in front of you and see how it feels. Mm-hmm. You think in terms of internet, you think that 50 people is, nothing, fi- is yeah. nothing, right? But in real life, if you have 50 pers- people listening to you, Showing, seeing your art, or see, or for example, like I, I see w- one of your f- podcasts has like 40, 40 people, right? Yeah. Forty views, yeah. more than forty, right? Yeah. Imagine that you and I sit in one of the lecture halls, and, and forty, 40 people, people are, are listening to the, to us. Yeah. That's really powerful, yeah. right? And I think it should be appreciated and not compared to what is out there. Yeah, and also like. When like another point of view to take into consideration is like how like some content is getting like these high numbers and the content yeah. isn't that good. Like s- like just open what's trending on YouTube yeah. and see what like garbage is out there. Exactly, and then like dramatization always yeah um takes the attention. Yeah, I can go out there and then film myself naked, it would get millions of views, right? In a day. Yeah, or, or just put it in the title and don't do it. In the yeah, video. exactly. <laughs> but but that's yeah. not something that I enjoy. That's not something that I want to do in 10, 20 years, right? Mm-hmm. 
you have to. I mean, it's gonna care. get views and probably yeah, money in the But it doesn't time, really but it's matter. Not worth it. Like, it's, it doesn't matter. Yeah. You might not even get money out of it. Yeah. To be honest, one video, I don't know how much money you're gonna get out of. Yeah. Some people make money out of it, but I've had jobs that paid a lot more than I what I get paid at AYS. Yeah. But since I didn't enjoy it, I left it. Yeah, I mean, that's, like, very important to enjoy what you're doing. Yeah, yeah, it, there should be a balance. I'm not yeah. saying that financial means are not, is, are not yeah, important. I mean, also, you can't, do, you can't do anything without money. But yeah, like exactly. To a certain point, it's a necessity. you have to, yeah. Yeah, you have, to, you have to realize that. But it's not everything as well. Like, if you don't enjoy it, then you're not going to keep it up, honestly. Mm. So you talked about photography. How did that start and how it's... <laughs> um, to be honest... My photography journey goes back to 2011. Mm. I so before college. Yes. Yeah. Um, my father bought me a DSLR cam- camera, a Nikon D60. It's one of the old cameras. Yeah. Um, but it's it's still a pretty good one. It has really nice colors. I told him that I wanted to do photography. I'm not sure where where it really came from. I don't remember being inspired by anyone. I only knew deep inside, without even knowing what composure is. Or, um, yeah, composition, not composure. Mm-hmm. Composition is, I just saw different scenes, and I felt like this composition is very nice. Mm. And you might recognize in my photos that I post on Instagram, composition is a really big part of what I do. Yeah. And it's something that it comes to me really naturally. Um, I don't study a lot of composition. I study editing more and also how to use my camera in the best way possible. Mm. But the composition part really comes to me naturally. I don't really apply any composition rules in my photography, not consciously. Yeah. Um, and I think that's where it derived from. I, I felt like I can compose different scenes in, in a different way and that looked really good. And then I started developing that by practicing there's a quote that says your first 10,000 photos are your worst so since 2011 if you look so you got 100,000 I (laughs) I, if I if you look back honestly the work that I post on my Instagram are my best work Mm. and if you take a look at it it's all work from January 2022 to March 2022 Mm. April 2022 so the ones before that I look at them often and I mean, they're nice, yeah. but it's not something that I would show to the world. Yeah. Yeah. So that's how it I started, I, I would say. I, I more of, started more of a, like a feeling. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. And you, it's, it's a hobby by now, like still? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, so it's, it's more of a therapy for me now. Mm. I used to play football every Tuesday. Sometimes two times a week. Uh, It it really took my mind off a lot of things. Um, It was very therapeutic for me. But in in June uh, 2021, I had an injury in my knee. I had an ACL rupture. And then when when your ACL is... When you have an ACL tear, you cannot play for more than a year. Uh, You have to go through surgery, through intensive rehab in order to just get to normal things. Yeah. I'm doing well now. Um, yeah. Yeah, thank God thankfully, yeah. yeah. Um, but I still cannot go back to football. And then a lot of things happened in those six, six months um, uh, from June 2021 to 2022. And then I had to find a way um, for me to feel like I still have a grip of things. Mm. Football was really there for me before but then I lost that there was no um, substitution and then I got back to photography I had the gear I had the cameras the lenses Um, I got back to it I every week almost every week during Fridays because Fridays there are less people in the bazaar Mm. and the more people the more anxious I get when I go for for photography the less people the better for me Um, every Friday I go to, to the bazaar I shoot some photos, feel accomplished. I feel like I've done what I had to do. Yeah. Release some of that like 
I don't know if it's a negative energy, but I know I know it's an, an energy. No, it's energy. like a retrospective. Like you just get fresher yeah. look at things. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I look forward for next Friday, for example, because I have that. Yeah. You know, and that's very therapeutic for me. Mm. Yeah. So let's start with uh, movies and series. Yeah, let's. How did it start for you? Like, what's your earliest movie related? NBC movie? Two, man. NBC of course, Two. Yeah, like everyone else. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I listened to your podcast with Shko. He mentioned Space Tune and then uh, yeah, NBC Two. NBC Two. Space Tune first. Yeah. Obviously, but yeah. the interesting for thing for me is I didn't realize this until like probably last year. I never, never in my life. Mm. Watch two back-to-back episodes on Space Tune. <laughs> Ever. <laughs> I never kept up with anything. Look, man, look. I have, it, like, I got to Spotify recently, and I've got, like, a playlist yeah. of all the songs. Oh, yes. The... My f- what is your f- favorite one? All of them. My I, favorite one is yeah. Batman. Actually, my friend has her ringtone as me singing Batman. <laughs> <laughs> Especially in yeah. the middle, there is, um, I don't know, th- do they call it the Arabic uh, tabla? Darbaka, right? Yeah. Yeah, there is there is a, yeah. a, a tan, tan, part. Tan, tan, yeah, tan. yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And my friend and I were thinking about this. This is Batman. Yeah. Why does it have this Arabic <laughs> tabla right in the middle? But yeah. it's my favorite song. Yeah. And it was probably that... Uh, Batman, Mask, uh, Basul Madrasa, yeah. uh, Academia Tashorta. Yeah. These were my favorite mm. because these were the the cartoons that I could watch without keeping up with with the, the episodes. episodes yeah. I did not care about the story. Yeah, I only sat down for th- half an hour, watched it, went outside to play, play football, football yeah. or I don't know whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's really fascinating how like. Space Tune has affected us. Yeah, raised the generation, yeah. man. Honestly. And it's really when, like, their entire mantra is like, Anat Shabab Mustaqbal. Yes. I yes. mean, it's really rare that you see, like, a catch line which is, like, actually yeah. true. Yeah. And their That's entire very interesting to like, to they really did prepare. Uh, yeah. Prepared, like, some values and morals, like, because, like, when you mm. look at it now, like, if you rewatch, like, some of these animes, like they are not like obviously they are japanese anime so mm-hmm. they are not mm-hmm. arabic mm-hmm. but like they dubbed them they yeah. like made them suitable for like our community and it really resonated some yeah. important models for still us still does for me man yeah. i still feel bad for bayat al kabrit mm. honestly have yeah. you seen that song yeah of course i yeah. st- Till like sad. when I see some people, it yeah. reminds me of that girl that yeah. that sells matches on the street, and it's snowing, it's cold. It's really as a child, these kind of things are ingrained in you if you yeah. just keep watching and keeping up with them. So yeah, I definitely agree with you. I never thought about Kanat Shabab and Mustaqbal, but yeah. yeah, definitely, yeah. yeah. And then came uh, uh, NBC Two, yeah. Like I, I used to remember or memorize their schedule. It was like seven. It was the biggest problem. Nine, yeah. eleven. Of course, yeah. And the the horror movie at one. Yeah, there, but there were times that I watched all three movies. Yeah, I mean, yeah. we all did that at some point. <laughs> I remember, like back. I, I first of all, I remember the day that NBC Action was like first broadcasted. Yeah. I remember the day that NBC Max was first broadcasted. And I remember NBC Max. I was around. Fourth grade, I think I wasn't really like keeping up with the subtitles yet. Yes. So uh, I remember they were doing like these English comedy, like uh, British or like American movies, but they were dubbed. Mm-hmm. So I really enjoy them because I finally can understand what's going. On. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty fun. But like, yeah, NBC Two man, just every Tuesday, uh, every Monday, new yeah. movie, especially around like school exactly. times, because like around the I summer remember. they do nothing. But when it's school time. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, uh, uh, like uh, one of my like cousins wrote an article about like how NBC Two's like target audience is students who just like got back to school, <laughs> so they would bring up Endgame, Iron Man, all the cool yeah, movies, I... j- and on Monday, the, the most boring day of the week. <laughs> I remember there used to be a series uh, in a period of time where they used to air. All James Bond movies. Yeah. And I used to sit back and watch them 
all all the way from like Sean Connery even before Sean Connery. Yeah, I actually caught like I think yeah I watched Skyfall on NBC too. Yeah, like, they did a whole premiere and thing, so I watched like the previous movies and yeah. I watched. Skyfall. It was so different, man, because when you watch those movies, yeah. obviously there were there wasn't Netflix available for us. Yeah, when you watch those movies, there were like two, three commercial breaks. Uh yeah, I think like, they have increased them by five. now. Yeah, for I, example, but yeah. it's a two-hour movie, and you get like several, four or five commercial breaks, yeah. right? You sit down and watch this movie for hours, mm. right? And you had the attention. I would never be able to do that now. Honestly, I watch movies like in two different days. One movie in two different days. Yeah, because like back then, like our idea of like gratification and like pleasure was like okay you work so like f- which is like f- like in real life you works like for a while and mm-hmm. then you get but now it's instant it's just just two clicks and yeah. you are hooked to the reels and uh, memes and like the cycle yeah. that never ends exactly yeah. exactly that's what exactly that that book talks about and for now about. you would have to try so hard just to sell a movie to someone like they would tell yeah. like first of all you have to sell them to watch it and more, uh, more more than that you have to tell them to go buy a ticket and watch the cinema but like back in the day people just sat down and watched the movie like yeah. it's nothing like, everyone watched them yeah i remember there was um there was this tv show it was a korean one mm. back then it was like the f- probably the first or one of the first uh foreign tv shows aired in kurdistan in one of kurdistan's yeah. uh, local channels yeah not so local anymore. It's international. Um, and I remember during Ramadan, if you had gone outside during the airtime of this thing, no one was on the streets, man. Yeah. Like they were all watching that for like 40 hours, 40 minutes, yeah. or 45 minutes. Everyone was watching that. The only thing that I can maybe still put a claim on and say that people hasn't lost that interest in is football. Hmm. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Football has still a lot of <sighs> attention on it. Probably yeah, sports it, it, in it general. M- yeah, it might got less since like the biggest two teams in the region. I think the entire like Middle East are like Barcelona and Real Madrid. Yeah. And I think the attention for them got less after like Messi and Ronaldo got yes. out. But I still feel it mm-hmm. like especially in the streets when like there is a classic game mm-hmm. like no mm-hmm. one is out yeah yeah I everyone agree. is either at home or at the cafe just to watch the game i'm looking forward to to the world cup i want to see what happens but yeah. i know it's gonna be Th- there are so much memes by now about like how you are selling your parents home just to go <laughs> <laughs> yeah there like, was one that i saw on twitter the other day it says, yeah like me taking my little brother to sell him just to go <laughs> <laughs> no, there was one that says my um my sister-in-law or something when they call me about why I took their car and me and Qatar <laughs> and something like this. It was yeah, yeah, that's a, a good, lot of good like, yeah. Yeah. I uh, love, it, I love So, it. NBC2. Yeah. Then, when was like your first cinema experience? When do you remember? First you? cinema experience was probably in 2012 when the... Uh, was it... Tw- yeah, 2012, I think. Or maybe earlier, actually. 2011, when the first... When the... City Cinema was opened in Slimani. Yeah, Lena said it was opened in 2009. Nine? Yeah. I, I, yeah. Don't quote me on that. Maybe, maybe she's right. I, yeah. I can't remember accurately. But then it was when first it was open. Yeah. Um, I remember they. Huh. This is probably a good reference point. The first movie they aired was 2012. Yeah. She, we talked about that. All right. On, on good. Lena All right. City. So it th- was released in 2009. Yeah. Yeah, so I di- I wasn't able to go. It was uh, aired in the, like the days of eight, Eid mm. uh, Ramadan. Yeah, I couldn't go because it was so crowded. And yeah, then, but afterwards I was able to to go. That was my first experience. My first experience for for an IMAX. Yeah, was in in the US. Uh, mm. I went there through ILIP in two thousand twelve. Yeah, and it was um, Dark Knight Rises. Wow. It was amazing. You saw yeah. it at the IMAX? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that at IMAX. It was amazing. I loved it. Of course it, it was amazing. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, so t- probably 2009. Yeah. 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 Actually, I remember like the first time I talked about it was 2017, but I don't think I talked about like, no, no. I, 
about like my first IMAX mm-hmm. experience. It was actually the latest Mission Impossible, mm-hmm. which was uh, I think it was called Fallout, uh, the one in two thousand eighteen. Yeah, 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 and they had like that show. Have you seen it? Uh, I think I've seen all the Mission Impossible. Yeah, it's movies. it's the one that has like the real footage of like Tom Cruise actually falling from a plane. Was that the one in Dubai? No, no, the one in Dubai was Ghost something Ghost oh, Protocol. Go- yeah, Ghost Protocol. Ghost Protocol yeah, yeah. was two thousand. Oh yeah, I know. Something. There's an explosion. Yeah, he's the one for 2015. Got Tom Cruise like actually getting hooked on a plane and it was taking off. Uh, yeah, he's 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 not. He's he like is. 70 he years is. old and he he's is. still doing this stuff. He is. He is. Um, the uh, 2018 one has him like actually like recorded as he like skydives from a plane. <laughs> Tom Cruise is such a strange character man even outside of his like acting mm. you know, like you see all the different actors interacting with him he's so unique mm. uh, there is this um impression done by bill hader okay um bill hader is one of the snl uh, yeah, I know. actors yeah. Yeah. and they've done a deep fake on his face yeah that's where they replace yeah, yeah, his know, face yeah. with tom cruise and he mm. does an impression i think it's Conan probably. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely. He does Conan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He does the impression so well. Yeah. But everyone talks about how he is. Like his energy is just so different from everyone else. Yeah. And I think that helps him being so like successful in his movie. He was well. like in the last movie, like <coughs> he was jumping from buildings and he got like yeah. his his ankle or knee broken. Yeah. He and he's still like crawled <laughs> with it. Yeah. <laughs> like nothing. <laughs> I just remembered, actually, very interesting. My first experience of the cinema was in City Cinema. Mm. Um, there was a Kurdish movie called Girdi Piros. Okay. Girdi Piros, I think it was about Peshmerga fighting the Ba'ath regime. Mm. I think it was first probably aired in uh, probably 2005. Okay. Probably 2005. That was my first experience, but I har- hardly remember anything. So, like you saw it at the theater? Like yeah, 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 it was in the bazaar, but I don't think they offered any. Mm. It's co- it was called... Um, so, there were two cinemas in Sremani. One of them was Cinema Rashid, yeah. which is now, I think, a bank. Yeah. And then there was Cinema Sirwan. Yeah. Cinema Sirwan is like in the heart of bazaar. Do you know Talari Naqib? Uh, yeah. So, it's right across. There's when there's um, there's this, um, this alley when you come back to Molawi Street. Molawi. Yeah. Yeah, I think you know, I know it, yeah. On the right, yeah. you have Cinema Sirwan. Mm. Cinema Sirwan was, it operated uh, probably from, I don't know, from the 80s, maybe earlier. I had I so much know. cinemas around yeah. the, the country. All the way to recent years, probably yeah. 2010s yeah, or something. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think this might be inaccurate. I think even Kazim Saar did like his first concert mm. in, in Slemani and Cinema Sirwan or something. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it was it was a very it was a very unique place. I think I saw it there, mm-hmm. uh, but I don't really remember much of the experience. Yeah, actually, we like first of all, let's talk about like uh, you talked about Rashid Cinema because yeah. like there is like Rashid Cinema. I think in Baghdad there is Rashid Cinema. Probably in the same thing. Yeah, we we had like so many like theaters mm-hmm. around, like especially uh, in Baghdad and Basra and all, but. They are all got ruined, and now like the cinema, the first cinema that opened in Basra and uh, in the mall, it has like five, uh, like five theaters mm-hmm. to show mm-hmm. movies, and they have named each one of them after one of the cinemas that was. Ah. So we have Al Watani, we have Rashid, Rashid, we have Al Hamra, wow, we that's have nice. yeah, we have two more Al Karnak, there is one more. That's really nice. Yeah, it's yeah. A, a really nice homage to the. Uh, old way of watching movies i think it's really interesting that some of the things from the past are truly coming back yeah. and it's, it's really exciting to see for example in what i do in photography a lot of people uh, take interest in film photography right now yeah they use 35 millimeters they t- they use yeah, larger my film trying formats. to get a camera as well sorry my sister is trying to get a yeah camera. i have it i have an old ca- Kanika pop yeah uh it belongs to my wife's father yeah um he passed away in 2006 yeah, so yeah 
Um, it's just yeah rest in yeah, peace yeah yeah he, he left the the camera to my wife and then i'm using it mm. but getting film is so difficult right now yeah you can buy like one film which is like 36 or 38 rolls or 38 shots mm. um and it's for like 10 12 dollars wow it's really expensive compared to digital yeah. but a lot of people are taking interest in it i'm hoping to see more of that not only film but movies um different uh, other different like cultural things that used to exist in the past yeah i hope they come back those kind of practices i would love it to see us one day like having a big hit iraqi movie like yeah, if, if, if we hit that like i think that would be like long overdue man yeah yeah uh, it's it's really fascinating and especially now like the world hasn't been like more educated to respect international mm-hmm. work and international yeah. stuff with Parasite, with Squid Game, with uh, exactly. Money Heist. Yes. People are just getting more and more into international stuff. They are just well, they just want to see how other communities live around the world. It's kind of interesting. Sorry to cut you off, but yeah. I think when you take a look outside of Hollywood. Mm. When you come back to Hollywood, you see it kind of a shallow yeah, thing, you know? It was designed this way because, like, I think it's what mo- worked the most yeah. for, like, the the, re- yeah. the region exactly. out there. Exactly. And they should, like, they done it that way because, like, again, it's like capitalistic system, so they yeah. have to make money. So I think that's what worked the most. But the thing is, like, for, like, foreign movies, like, they like they want also to make profit out of the movie but they are not targeted just Mm. for like money making processes it's like a real genuine piece of art like the filmmaker makes just to put like his or her work outside yeah and you can see it like in the tone and the colors and how the people talk it's just so much more realistic than what you see in hollywood there there are a lot of kurdish movies actually yeah we talked about that like just now yeah, uh, have you seen Zero Nine? You you told me about that one, but I haven't. I I I didn't. It's, it really... was the, like the big one, like it was like yeah, yeah, the cinema, it, yeah, like yeah, everywhere, yeah. yeah. It was a good step, but not for me, not a really good enough movie. Yeah. Um, I think there were a lot of things that were rushed. Did it make enough money in the box office? I have and everything? no idea. I have no idea how long it. Uh, how because like, let's be realistic here, like. It's okay if it's like not the best movie or mm-hmm. story or everything because like we are not like that good at that industry yeah. to be honest. Like for now with the internet, like we also can mention some of the good stuff of the internet. We are like so connected with like what every country is producing out of movies, mm-hmm. so that's pretty good. But like if it made some money, even like some decent amount of money uh, as profit, it can like encourage more producers. And people, because yeah. like there are people who has money everywhere, to go and to invest into that sector. Hundred percent. Yeah. The biggest problem here, um, maybe I don't know if, if it's the Middle East, Iraq, or Kurdistan, but there isn't a culture of investing in artists. Yeah, for um, sure. Yeah. Right. Yeah. There is this, for example, for photographers and artists. There's this new notion of NFTs. Mm. Um. A lot of people are getting into that. They support their art. I tried to get into it um, early January. I looked at it, and it's a really strange world. It's so I can I, anyone like can anyone yeah get into you can it? just you can make some art and then get minted. They they call it mint. Mm. It's where you put it out there and one and of the it just like get authentication as it's yeah your work exactly. Hand. It has an address, yeah. unique address. But the thing is, it, that's okay, totally okay with me. It's it's a form of like selling art. It's fine with me. But the community, it's a, such a strange community. I went into it. I was in it for a month. I didn't mint any of my photos. But I looked at the community. There's so much shallowness, so much, um, mm. if I should, I don't know if I should say a swear word. but Yeah, you could. Yeah, it's, there's so much ass-kissing <laughs> on there, really, just to sell your art. Yeah. And it was it was exhausting for me. Like, I couldn't do it. There are artists who, like, they're awarded. They are, like, uh, well-known artists. They get on Twitter every every day, 
they post a photo and type GM. Good morning. And then at the night, they say GN, good night. I couldn't bring myself to do it, honestly. It was so meaningless to me. Like, I couldn't connect with it at any level. I just decided to, like, let it go. I mean, that's the entire, like, point of how shallow people got through yeah. social media. It's just the thing? getting worse and worse. Like, people are... Like, imagine going to an art exhibit and seeing the paintings in real life. Like, that's yeah. nothing compared to, like, few photos you see on a computer screen. Exactly, exactly. But p- people treat it treat the art exhibition as a lesser form because it's easier yeah and it's deeper right it is as if people don't really want to connect with your with like with their inner feelings they don't they just want to avo- avoid it you know they yeah. don't want to be reminded they just want to go on social media you take a look at the photo for three seconds you move on that's it yeah uh we are coming here to need to conclude this we are Oh boy, really? Yeah, we just lost track of time. Uh, Favorite movie? Yeah, I, I, I I was ready for this. I don't have a, I don't think I have a favorite movie. I can list, I can list several. Yeah, I would say the Matrix trilogy. Trilogy Um, or the first one? First one, and then I, the second and third. It's like probably. Don't tell me you like the last one. Uh, third? The, the the I haven't one. seen it. Okay, I haven't seen the fourth Don't one. see it. Yeah, that's. The, I didn't. Go. But yeah. the first one is probably like. Yeah, top it's five. the best one. Yeah. 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 Um, Mad Max. Uh, Fury Road, Road is yeah, probably one. one or second. Have you seen the black and white version? I've seen the two previous versions of um, the, like Mel the eighty. Yeah, but Mel like Gibson. there is like. Uh, I haven't seen uh, the black and white. Okay. Okay. No. 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 Yeah. Is it good? Uh. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I'll probably watch it. Okay. Um. I. I had a list. I probably forgot. But those okay. two really stand out for me mm. a lot. There are a lot of good other movies. There's uh, There was also um, the last movie by Martin Scorsese. Uh, the um, Irishman? The Irishman was... Yeah, yeah it was like... It was three, a- three hours and a half. I didn't yeah. even feel like... What did you think when he talked shitty about Marvel movies? I agree. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, yeah. I agree. Yeah, I agree as well. Yeah. 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 Uh, favorite series? Dark. Dark. No contest, impossible. Nothing. Yeah, N- not even. I don't perfection, have perfection to the utmost. Yeah. Yeah, I don't have second. I don't have third. I don't have fourth. I don't have five. Fifth. Mm. They're all dark. And then afterwards, maybe some other things start. Maybe Breaking Bad. Um, maybe Game of Thrones. Right to the neck to the last season. Yeah. Um, these kind, but there's no contest. Probably there won't be. Thank you, man, for being here. We lost Thank track you of guys. time. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's I, really a pleasure having you. It was thank such you so a nice much. conversation. Having yeah, you I'm here. sorry if I rattled on, but I really enjoyed the conversation. Same. Yeah, 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 I really enjoyed being here. Thank you so much for having yeah, me. Yeah, I appreciate thank you. it. Thank you. And for people who are listening, thank you for sticking around and have a good day. Bye-bye. Bye.